What a rad introduction. That was like the best one so far. Good thing you saved it the best for last. Can you guys do something fun for me? You guys want to take a selfie? Can we do it? Let's get everybody up. Let's go. Let's go. We're taking a selfie. Come on. Everybody in the front. Everybody. Come on, guys. Let's go. 11 o'clock. You guys both have the most energy. Okay, come on. Let's do this. Well guys, my name is Paul and I'm here to talk to you a little bit today about serving. But before we get to that, I want to talk about my favorite thing, food. Who said that? Who likes food? Do you guys like food? Yes? I love food. I think about food all the time. I think about it morning, noon, and night. I wake up thinking about food. What's your favorite food? Favorite food. Who likes food? What's your favorite food? Pizza. Yes. Pizza's great. Bacon. Yes. Sausage. Over here. Okay. That's great. You guys know what's in town this week? The best thing is in town. The OC Fair is in town. Yes. I haven't been to the fair yet, but I've been the past couple years. And you know they have tons of great rides, tons of great games. But they have something really special, which is on the screen. They have deep fried Oreos, right? Deep fried Oreos. Does this look good to anybody? It looks good to me. Yeah? They got the powdered sugar and the chocolate and everything. Okay, yeah, okay. So, like, you have, like, 10, and they're, like, really bad for you, but they taste really good. So, that's amazing. They have a couple new things at the fair this year that I just read about. On the next slide, they have some crazy stuff. What is that? They have deep fried pizza with a side of ranch, of course. Got to get the ranch. Got to be a little healthy with the ranch where you dip in your pizza. They also have deep fried Starbucks coffee. No. no. Why? No. No. We're, we're eating our coffee now in 2015? Is this what we resorted to? Like, how crazy is this? We're drinking 10 cups a day and we're eating coffee. I don't think so. I don't think Starbucks is going to pick that up. So you guys are wondering, like, why I'm talking about all this delicious food. Well, food is awesome, of course, but actually, we're talking about how Jesus fed some people today. We're talking about how Jesus fed 5,000 people. Actually, it's probably a little more than that, but first, we're also going to talk about what it looks like to grow in your faith. So you guys have been talking the last couple weeks about growing in your faith, and it's really easy to grow physically. It's different from growing in your faith. When you grow physically, you're just doing that all the time. You guys are like growing every second of every minute of every day. You wake up and you're growing. So you guys are kind of off the hook there. You don't really have to do anything. It's easy. So growing physically, but growing in your faith is a little different. With, when you grow in your faith, you actually have to put some effort into it. You actually have to think about it, right? You have to make some choices. So what does God say that helps you grow in your faith? Well, a couple weeks ago, Justin talked about um, doing what God says. And he talked about... There's a difference between knowing and doing the word. So when you read your Bible, you come to church, that's all good stuff that you can do. But when you don't put it into practice, that doesn't really help you grow. you got to actually put it into practice to grow. A second thing, this is my personal favorite, find good people. If you guys aren't in a life group, get in a life group. My junior high boys, they're eighth grade now. We're in a life group. We're good people. We talk to each other. We grow each other up. I mean, it's better to be with good people than not so good people, right? Like, Negative people are just not good for you. They just kind of bring you down. But good people hold you up. So get in a life group. Find good people, friends, family. Be with good people. They help you grow. They challenge your faith. The thing we're going to talk today is actually about serving. Serving other people. 
it's really easy to do the first two. That doesn't, I mean, it's like, yeah, do what God says, and then, like, find good people. I already do that. Okay, so what else do I need to do? Well, serving others is actually really important, too. When you serve other people, you actually kind of get outside of yourself, and you kind of grow room in your heart for God to use you and show you that he wants to use you in different ways to do more. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today. Um, the last one, eat more fried Oreos. I don't know. That's just a good life choice, in my opinion. So, I mean, you could take it or leave it. I don't know if it's going to help you grow in your faith, but it's a great decision. Um, so what does serving others look like to you? Who's served other people before? Raise your hands if you guys have served. Yeah. What have you guys done? What have you done serving other people? Yeah, but Perfect. Yeah, feeding the homeless. Cool. Camp Pendleton. That's great. Formsma. I love you. Camp Pendleton. He was there. Um, Form, Drew Formsma was in my life group, and he uh, came to us to go serve Marines at Camp Pendleton, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, what else, guys? Yeah. Okay. Donating some money. Yeah. Okay, cool. And what about you in the back? Yeah. Awesome. She goes and serves down in Mexico and builds homes for other people. So those are kind of some things you could do. Yeah, one more right here, bud. Okay, perfect. You donate some old clothes and toys, and that just takes some time, right? You just go and you spend a couple hours there. So it's already stuff that you guys already have that you kind of give away. So serving others in the next couple pictures that I'll show you guys, it's, it's actually pretty simple. You don't have to do, like, really big stuff. You can do a couple small things like spending time with people, loving on them. These are a couple dudes from my life group. Um, that's Harrison. He was at the 9 o'clock. That's Morgan. And Drew's also there. And they went down to the military barbecue at Camp Pendleton, and they served Marines, and they just loved on them. And they just served them food. And really all they did was take a couple minutes and say, hey, guys, like, here's some food. Jesus loves you. Have a great day. Enjoy. Because it all comes back to food, right? Food is love, right? Okay. I think so. Um, so they served Marines, and I don't know what this is. They're doing that. That's, that's cool. Um, and the next slide, they're doing it wrong, <laughs> probably. And the next slide, there's a girl that she helped out at VBF, and they actually sent us this picture. She helped out at VBF putting together some care packages for, for needy families. They don't have toothpaste. They don't have basic things. So, yeah, we, we took that. We gave it away, and gosh, you got to love the shirt, right? Paris, they have good food at Paris. I mean, yeah. All right, and the next slide, there's this kid named Andrew, and he just wrote a note, and it was super easy for him. I mean, your writing is free, like hands, your hands already are attached to your body. All you have to do is write a note and just bless somebody else. And Andrew wrote, Dear God, I pray for kids and families who are in need, for example, homeless or helpless. God, please protect them. Love, Andrew. And the one thing I notice here, I mean, Andrew, he's really good with the words, right? He also has the comma in front of dear God. You know Andrew's on his way to becoming like an English major because he's just like really attuned to like the grammar there. So that's Andrew. But Andrew sent this card over and just blessed somebody. And that was really simple for him to do. It didn't take a lot of time. probably took like 30 seconds. So in the next slide, we're going to get to talking about some excuses of why we don't help. So there's a lot of things that we can do, but sometimes we just don't do them. Like why do we not help? Well, some common excuses, like some people may have convinced you or you may have convinced yourself that there's nothing that you can do or that somebody else is going to help. Uh, yeah, that's true. Somebody else might help, but what if they don't? What are you going to do? 
Are you just going to sit there and think like, well, it's not my problem. There's just too much in the world. There's like poverty and there's homelessness and there's just huge things that I can't do. I can't fix them. I can't make a real difference. It's not true. And we're going to show you guys why that's not true because there is something you can do. You can be used. So in the next slide, it's going to be our first big idea. And that's actually that serving is great and meeting other people's needs is great. But it's not always about just serving other people and meeting their needs. Actually, what could be happening is that God wants to talk to you. God wants to tell you something. He's calling you to serve because he not only wants to use you to meet other people's needs, but he also wants you to listen to him. Serving other people is not about meeting their needs, but it's about listening to God calling you to do more. If you guys are taking notes, write down that. That's the first big idea for today. It's about listening to God calling you to do more. When you listen to God, he nudges you in a way. He opens something inside of you that tells you, like, maybe I need to kind of think about others for a little bit. Aren't we so kind of obsessed with ourselves? We're just always talking about, like, they did that to me, or my parents are being mean to me, or I'm hungry, which I say that a lot. But it's not always about us. It's about thinking about others. And when you think about others, God can use you. So that's the first big idea. The next thing we're going to talk about is actually getting into the scripture, and we're going to open our Bibles to Matthew chapter 14. So if you guys have your Bibles, open them up to Matthew 14. And if you don't have your Bibles, um, you might have an iPhone or a cell phone. Open up the YouVersion, the Bible app. That's really cool. You can get your uh, verse of the day sent to you every morning. I always get that, and that kind of helps my day out. So we're going to go to Matthew 14, verse 13. And so what's going on here, giving you a little, little context, is Jesus is traveling through, and he's um, walking with his disciples. And his disciples were 12 guys that just did life with him. They learned from him. And they were probably not much older than you guys. They were probably teenagers or young adults at the time. And Jesus had just heard some bad news, and he wanted to be alone. Have you ever heard, like, gotten some bad news, or you just felt really bad, and you just wanted to, like, go away and be alone? And maybe you're really hungry because you've been, like, taking a road trip, and, you know, you're kind of hangry. You don't want to, like, talk to anybody. That's just what's happening right now. Jesus was being followed by a huge crowd of like at least 5,000 people. It says 5,000 men, but it's probably more like 10,000 because women and children, they didn't always count women and children at the time. So it says 5,000 men plus women and children. So as soon as Jesus heard the news in verse 13, he left in a boat to a remote area to be alone. But the crowds heard where he was headed and followed out on foot for many towns. Jesus saw the huge crowd as he stepped from the boat and he had compassion on them and he healed their sick. Do you see that? Do you guys ever have compassion on somebody? Do you ever see somebody and feel like, wow, it's really hard for them. I feel something for them. God's nudging you in a way to have compassion. So that's, this is what's happening here. Jesus is having compassion on these people. So he stopped what he's doing, even though he's really tired, and he healed them. In verse 15, it says, that evening the disciples came to him and said, this is a remote place, and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to the, to the villages and buy food for themselves. And you'll see on the next page that this is what Jesus says in response. Did he say, yeah, that's a good idea. That's pretty great. Yeah, send him away. I want to be alone. I'm tired. He said, no, that isn't necessary. You feed him. Well, the disciples answered, we only have five loaves and, you know, two, two fish. How can we feed him? We don't have what it takes. We're not, we're not enough. We don't have it. Like, how are we going to feed 10,000 people? That's like the size of Disneyland, right? How are you going to feed 10,000 people with, like, you know, two loaves, uh, Two fish and five loaves, or, you know, another analogy, like five pieces of deep-fried pizza and two Oreos, right? You're not going to feed Disneyland with 
pieces of pizza and Oreos. This is not going to happen. So the disciples are thinking, it's no possible way. This is going to happen. But what did Jesus say? He's like, yeah, you're right. Forget it. Let them go. They're, they're too hungry. I'm too tired. It's fine. No, he said, let's do something. He said, bring me what you have. In verse 18, he said, bring it to me. Then he told the people to sit down. Jesus took the five loaves and two fish, looked up towards heaven, and he blessed the food. So he prayed for it. And basically what happens next is a miracle. The disciples gave what little they had, and Jesus multiplied it. He broke the bread, and he gave it to all the disciples who distributed it to the people. In verse 20, he said, they ate as much as they wanted, and afterwards the disciples picked up the 12 baskets of leftovers. About 5,000 men were fed that day, in addition to all the women and children. So that's a lot of people that are feeding from just a small amount of food. And you guys are probably like, okay, yeah, we get it. Like, Jesus did miracles. Well, he's Jesus. Like, he can do anything. It's like, yeah, he can do anything. But he used the disciples. When the disciples didn't think they had enough, they, they made excuses. And that's what the next slide says, is that when Jesus told the disciples to feed the people, they made excuses. Well, yeah, it's really easy. Like we said before, you know, we all make excuses to ourselves that we don't have enough or we aren't enough. But God doesn't think that way. He says, bring me what you have. I can multiply it. I can use it. He always does that. And I think in a way, he might be saying the same thing to you guys. Like, bring me what you have. So in the next slide, we're going to come to our big idea number two. The disciples, they gave what little they had, and God used it. God can use you guys no matter what you have. If you have time, if you have a little bit of money, some spare change, or even if you don't have any of those things, if you're just really good at writing notes, encouraging people, you know, you see somebody at school that's sitting alone at lunch, and you just want to go over to them and talk to them and be friends with them. That's something you can already do. That's stuff that God gives you. I was talking to a kid in the last service, and he says that he likes to draw. So he helped out with VBS in the crafts department. And there was somebody else who plays piano. And so they, they do the JHM worship band. So there's something that you can do with you, what you already have. It doesn't have to be a really big serve or a big thing. God can already use it. And that brings us to... Uh, big idea number three in the next slide, that God wants to use you to help others, and at the same time, he wants to grow your faith. He wants you to grow. I had a, a teacher in, in college who said a really profound thing to me. His name was Dallas Willard, and he said that God's more interested in the person you become rather than what you accomplish. So it's not about what you do. That matters. Even though helping people is great and God wants us to help, he's actually more interested in your character, in who you become to be, who you come to be. So when he asks you to serve, it's great to meet other people's needs, but he's actually kind of doing a double blessing. He's asking you to serve that other people are helped. And then he's also changing your heart from the inside. That's a really cool thing. And that's why serving is so important to growing in your faith. Because the bottom line is on the next slide, when you serve, you grow. That's exactly what God wants from you. He is not so much cared about your time or your energy, but your heart. That's the biggest thing. Because when you develop a heart for serving others, you get outside of yourself. You can kind of see the world in a different way. You're not so much focused on me, or I'm going to go play more Xbox, or I'm going to go to the mall and buy like $1,000 worth of new clothes. Instead, you're thinking like, where can I empty my closet and donate the clothes that I'm not using? Who else could benefit? You know, what if I don't have, like, 
what if I don't want to play these video games anymore? I can donate them, or I can donate some toys, or I can go help at a food you know, shelter or a food pantry. Anything you can do, something small, can make a big impact. Because when you serve, you grow. And so that takes us to actually the next slide. And as we start to wrap up, I'm going to give you a little quote. Oh, actually, it's the other one. Um, so my next point is actually, so where's God nudging you? Where's God nudging you as he, you know, the Holy Spirit nudged Jesus and to have compassion for the people? Where's he nudging you and what do you have to give? Because you guys all have to give something, even though you don't think so. And you can make excuses all day and, and excuses are great. They make the world go around. But what actually helps the world even more is when you listen to God's voice and you give what you already have. So think long and hard about what you have to give. And uh, before you guys go into your breakout groups, be thinking about it. Um, and so the next slide is actually going to be the quote I'll leave you with. It's from Mother Teresa. If you don't know who she is, she's actually a really important woman. She's like the expert on serving people. Like there was Jesus was like the son of God. He was serving people. Mother Teresa was like a diehard Jesus follower who just did a lot of good. And her big thing was serving. And she says, not all of us can do great things. And you're like, well, that's great. I'm not going to do anything. Why would I even try? But she says, but we can do small things with great love. When you do small things with great love, it turns into a big thing. When a bunch of you do small things with great love, it turns into a really big thing. That's awesome. That's a way you can serve. That's what God wants to use you to do. He wants to change you. He wants to grow you. Because when you give, you're serving. And then when you're serving, you start to grow. That's how God grows you. Along with doing what he says, along with finding good people, serving others helps you grow in your faith. That's just, that's just a truth. I've seen it in my own life. I've seen it in other people's lives. I've seen it in my life group. It happens. It's awesome. So if you guys are thinking of a way of getting involved, I'll leave you with this. On the next slide, there's some information about an upcoming event we're doing in the department I work for called Outreach. And it's going to be all campus-wide um, starting next weekend. It's a school supply drive. And talk to your leaders about it. Talk to Justin about it. They're going to have some more information. But what it is is we're collecting school supplies for kids who don't have the supplies they need to go to school. I mean, that kind of stinks when you don't have the stuff you need to go to school. I mean, they want to learn. So we're going to get some supplies together. We're going to drop them off. There's going to be drop-off centers around campus. And for the next couple weekends in August, we're going to be donating this stuff. And you guys can be involved. I hear from Justin there might even be, like, you know, some points available for the Boys and Girls Challenge for whoever brings the most supplies. So that could be like a really good way for the men to finally claim the trophy, right? Okay, so like, come on, guys. Yeah, you got to win, right? Okay, okay. Sorry, girls, three years in a row. You guys are done. Um, so text supply drive to 99000, and you can get a link to a list of supplies and just grab, you know, like a backpack or a notebook or even some pencils. And do you know how amazing someone will feel when they receive, like, a pencil box and they never had a pencil box? Or, like, a couple, you know, pieces of, like, colored paper? Like, it's little stuff to you guys, but it makes an amazing impact on somebody. So you guys can definitely help out. There's something that you can do. You all have a part to play. You all have a way that God can use you. Because when you give, you're serving. And when you serve, God uses you to grow. So let's pray. Dear Lord, we just thank you for this um, day, Lord God. We thank you for these incredible kids and their heart for serving, their heart for growing in you, Lord. Um, continue to show us how we can help others, how we can kind of get outside of ourselves, Lord, and bless other people, and in a way that you want 
to, um, to grow us, Lord God, to show us new things. We just thank you for this day, and we bless all these kids. In your name we said, amen. Thank you, guys. And you guys are going to go to your breakout groups now. So have a great day, and we'll see you next weekend.